0: Hi, good morning, good morning, this is Dr. Brenda Shoshana returning again today, returning again and again, just the way our breath returns again and again, and each moment returns again and again. So here we are um, with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Ordinary Life for your everyday life. Actually, Ordinary is part of the title, for, because there is no ordinary, of course. <clears throat> but the, that's part of our title for today's episode, which is Ordinary Mind is the Way. Ordinary Mind, Everyday Life. Sometimes people feel that's very boring. Oh, this is just ordinary. Oh, just another day. Uh, here we are again, the routine. Or the same old worries, the same old people, the same old, same old. And that is exactly the issue that Zen comes to address. And it does it beautifully. Ordinary mind is the way. You know, we're all looking for something really special <laughs> or someone special or else we want to be special ourselves in some way. We want to stand out, and we think that's really good. (laughs) Many, many, many psychological therapies, actually, and also many spiritual practices, focus upon this exactly, upon becoming better, wiser, the best version of yourself, becoming stronger, as if, as if who we are and what life is at this very moment, somehow it doesn't fit the bill, it has to be changed, it has to be improved upon. The moments of life that we think of as important and successful are exciting moments, maybe they're even intoxicating moments. We fall in love, we're getting married, we get a big increase, a big job, well, somehow we're rising to a peak we get excited we get high we we begin to feel that we're different than we normally are and that these then we're better and this is how life should be all the time this peak peak of what <laughs> peak of what it's a good question of course no thing no peak stays as a peak valleys hills hot days cold days but somehow we want to live in a way where each day becomes a peak. Well, there is a way to do that, but it's very different from what we really think. You know, after we re- reach this peak, we feel badly returning to the ordinary day, the routine, our humdrum selves. Someone once said to me, I don't want to be my humdrum self. I thought that was so such an interesting and strange and sad way to put it her humdrum self, as if it's even possible to be a humdrum self. But anyway, all of this basically suggests that inherently there is something unacceptable about who we are right now and the way life is right at this moment. It's it's unacceptable. It's not filling the bill. And So many live that way. In fact, so many become very sad. I think this is such an important point because it robs the meaning and the joy of life for so many people, creating so much sorrow, depression, anxiety, whatever else you want to call it. However, let's look at this all from a Zen point of view. When a perplexed student found this great Zen master, and he said, How can I find the true way? He was asking, how can I live a meaningful, enriched life? That was basically the question. What is the true way to live? And the wise, wise teacher responded, and he said, ordinary mind is the way. It's a very profound, actually beautiful statement. And if we look at it deeply, if we unpack it a bit and and dwell upon it a bit, It really contains all that we need to know. Ordinary mind is the way. There are many deeper questions hidden in this statement. Many, 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 many deeper meanings and questions. And one very important implication of this statement is, what is ordinary? What what really is ordinary? And what's wrong with ordinary? What's wrong with that? Whatever it is that you're calling ordinary. He's also saying, what's wrong with you as you are this very moment? And who's saying there's something wrong with it? Actually, what's implied also in this statement is that every moment of life, every moment when it's truly experienced, is brand new and it's even miraculous it's miraculous when we really see what it is. However, we do not really see that. There's something within ourselves that negates and labels everything that we meet. So we don't see what we, what's really there. We see the label. So when we're labeling something, oh, this is ordinary or it's unimportant, then we don't even pay attention to it. We look away. Eh, doesn't mean much. Doesn't fit my plans, it doesn't fit my needs. We just we don't we don't bother giving it any attention or time, so we don't see what it is that's in front of our eyes. Sadly we do that with much of what comes to us. We just look away from it, we don't engage with it. It's ordinary, it's meaningless, it doesn't fit in. Actually the master was also asking in this wonderful comment what is it in this world that is not worthy of being fully engaged with wait a minute is he saying wait a minute just wait a minute take a moment what is it that you're looking away from that you're running from that you're discarding that you're rejecting this could be your very treasure itself And believe me, it often is, really, truly. (laughs) Anyway, this is a very basic question that Zen practice addresses. And as we engage in Zen practice, what we do is we're forced to pay real attention, and by real attention, I mean full attention, to the most ordinary activities of life. That's all practice is. In the Zen, do and in Zen practice, everything is important. There's no such thing as ordinary. The way we walk matters. Breathing, Our breathing matters. Cleaning the floor is very important. We pay real attention to those very simple, ordinary parts of our lives. How we c- clean a pot. How we receive and drink a cup of tea. We pay attention to it. We don't label it, okay, let me get this tea drunk so I can feel good. No, no, we're not doing it for another purpose, for an ulterior motive. We're just drinking the tea and tasting it and, and fully tasting it. We're just cleaning the floor and really cleaning it, paying attention to the way the rag feels in our hands, to how we're moving it to, to the floor. We're connecting with the floor. We have a relationship with the floor. That sounds silly, but it isn't silly. It's beautiful. The floor no longer is ordinary then. It comes alive. Just the way everything can come alive when we pay attention to it. Full, unvarnished attention. Without these labels. Oh, this is just the old floor. Everyone walks on it. No, 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 no. That's your misunderstanding. That's your misunderstanding. So... The truth is, when we actually engage in the simple, ordinary activities of life, we find the deepest fulfillment. This is a very interesting but true point. It's it's counterintuitive, but it's so. What is it, then, that is fulfilling us and making us feel whole? What is not making us feel ordinary anymore? What is not making us feel as if there's something wrong with me, something's missing, I'm not good enough, how, the way we usually feel when we try to make ourselves better and better? No, we don't have to be better and better because actually the really deepest truth is as we are right now, we are already perfect and whole and wonderful. We just have no way of accessing that truth Except to return to these ordinary moments with full attention and full respect, full regard. We don't just use the floor as something to walk on. No, no, no. What we actually do is engage with it. We clean it with full attention. And you could say that full attention is love. You could use those words. These are all words we're playing with, really. But it certainly is a very life-giving and beautiful way to connect. You know, when we reject the simple, ordinary moments of our lives, we're actually rejecting our life itself. Instead, we're constantly trying to make our lives into something we wish it could be, some fantasy or dream that we want to have fulfilled about life, about ourselves, whatever we have cooked up. But oddly enough, it is this wish itself, this activity itself, that's causing us disappointment or sorrow, and usually pain as well. Because life does not live up to our fantasies and dreams and what we wish it could be. It doesn't, it won't, and it's not meant to. That's not what life is here for. That's not what we're here for, to be a wishing machine, (laughs) We're here to taste life as it is truly, taste it truly itself. And when we do, it's so much more delicious and nourishing, I promise you, than any of our cooked up fantasies and wishes and dreams. So a big part of the Zen practice and of life itself because that's what Zen is its life itself the big practice of it is to let go of this wishing mind the dream that we impose on the demand or the dream that's a good way to put it that we impose on everything when we let that go when we let that subside then ordinary mind is revealed and this is the mind that sees through confusion and sorrow to what is present right now and and also it sees how valuable it is, how lovely it is, how beautiful it is. Because our ordinary mind sees that way, it, allow, it's, it allows us to honor and to relish life. It's direct, it's natural, it doesn't get caught up in fabrications or dreams. The ordinary mind is not interested in these elaborate plans or distractions. No, it doesn't need any of that it's really fulfilled and delighted with whatever comes to it right here and right now. Now, needless to say, we all contain, we are the ordinary mind, and then we add on to it all this other stuff. So when we let this other stuff subside, there's nothing more we need to do begin to not reject these ordinary moments, so call them ordinary. I call them simple moments, natural moments. You know, there's a story about in Zen, a wonderful story, and I'll do another podcast on it about an old woman who lives in a hut, an old Zen woman. She's an old woman, but long-term Zen practitioner. These old women in Zen stories come up a lot. And they live in huts (laughs) or any little spot. And they have their own wisdom, which they try to share in their own way. Anyway, this old woman, what she does is she opens the door to whomever comes by. Whoever arrives, they're welcome in her little Zen hut. And then she offers them a cup of tea. Mm, That is really beautiful, by the way. That is such a beautiful analogy. Open your door to to whomever comes, your mental door, your heart door, your life door, and offer them a cup of tea, a moment of refreshment. She doesn't judge, oh, you're ordinary, or you don't make the grade, or I'm going to bake a very elaborate cake with, with all kinds of treats in the cake. No, just a simple cup of tea. So refreshing. Because she's doing this with an open mind, an open heart, and with her ordinary mind. And this is the work of Zazen, by the way, Zen meditation. Sitting in the silence with whatever comes and with whatever goes. We'll talk about that another time too. Coming and going, going and coming. Just sitting with that. And we demand nothing. We're just with it. And as we do that, we are nourishing, inviting, and welcoming the ordinary mind. This ordinary mind does not distinguish between beautiful and ugly or ordinary and special. It just is content with whatever is offered. Because it, why is it content with it? Because it's fully available, fully present to it. So for the ordinary mind, everything that comes is perfect, just as it is. So let's enjoy our ordinary mind today. Let's enjoy the ordinary moments and see how spectacular they truly are. Why don't you just try paying attention, full attention. Take, take 15 minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever you want, to whatever comes into your world, whatever is present, and welcome it like that little old lady in the Zen hut and be with it and let it come, let it go but really, really, really encounter it engage with it which means give it your full attention and then you write and tell me what kind of a day you had thank you, thank you, thank you for listening it's a joy to be with you you can hear all of our podcasts on www.zenwisdomtoday.com and also on all the other uh, venues, iTunes, and all the others as well. Um, if you're interested, I have a, some really good audio books. I think very relevant for this day and age. One of them is called the Anger Diet. It's a diet from anger, a way to wash anger out of our being. That's useful, and also one on fearless, as well as many other books. <clears throat> you could go to my website on com and have more of an idea of what's available. Okay, thank you for listening. Love to hear from you. And I really hope that you all have a truly ordinary, fulfilling day.